Hi there, I'm Leslie Dolphin and we've a really fabulous story for you in the latest podcast from Suffolk Money supported by Kingsfleet. It's all about Fairview Farm at Akenham near Ipswich, which provides activities and programmes for people who have disabilities or difficulties. And it operates on a simple belief, and that is that people with disabilities deserve more. My colleague Colin Lowe has been out to the farm to meet its founder, Georgina Hansa. It's great to be able to speak with you, Georgina. I've just come up your lovely long drive just on the outskirts of Ipswich. Um, this is a great spot, a great location. Yes, thank you. We love it here. We feel really lucky to live here. We're really close to the centre of Ipswich, but we're also completely rural and isolated and all of those other lovely things that make it a really ideal setting to live and to work. So, yeah. And we're sitting here on a very mild early October morning so we're sitting outside there may be a little bit of background noise from some of uh, those who are visiting today yeah um, so for anyone who's listening that's what it is isn't yeah, it so definitely. this is just all the fun of the farm I guess yeah it? so. definitely we've got about 13 uh, young people with us today and about eight nine staff so lots going on yeah, yeah. so essentially just if you can describe it in one or two sentences what is Fairview Farm? Oh, Fairview Farm is, well, it's a fantastic, marvellous, wonderful, <laughs> magical place. But um, in grown-up terms, um, it's a day provision for um, adults, predominantly young adults, with learning disabilities or mental health challenges. So we support people that, um, for lots of reasons, um, are unable to work or, work or be unsupported in work. So uh, they need meaningful aspirational days and so they come here between half nine and half three um, some young people come five days a week some come two days a week um, but they come regularly and we provide as many opportunities and activities as we possibly can for them we're um, a small holding so we're not a working farm uh, we have some pigs and some goats and some chickens which are very much for um sort of the therapy aspect mm. um, and also for that the sense of being valued and belonging that mm. having to look after animals I think brings um, we have to feed them every day we have to do their watering we have to muck them out and that I think really helps people understand that they they're valued and they mm. have a place and that Fairview is somewhere that it's not just somewhere they come it's somewhere that they belong to mm. and they're part of a Fairview family and they have those responsibilities it also helps with employability skills some of the adults that we work with actually in a different culture in a different climate would be in supported work um, unfortunately at the moment we, we don't really operate in a climate where we're able to facilitate that as a country um, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have aspirations for our young people to continue to develop those skills mm. and um, and know that they can contribute and they do contribute um, so by having the animals that's one part and one way that we can we can do that 
Um, but we do a whole range of other activities as well, so from arts, crafts, we make, um, we make amazing crafts um, that we try and sell. Um, and that's a really great way for the general public to see what we are brilliant at, what the young people can do and what they can achieve. And then that money gets reinvested directly back to the young people. So it's a, it's a, it's a great way for them to understand that sort of enterprise. Mm. Um, spirit and we do lots of catering that works in two ways because it means people can develop their independent skills they prepare a meal we cook a hot meal for everybody every day but also some of our young people have done food hygiene courses we run a cafe quite regularly especially throughout the summer where the young people can be waiters and they can cook the food they can serve the food they can interact with the public and again it's an it's another way for the general public to just really see actually that whilst we have challenges um we're also really great and really successful at lots of stuff mm. so um yeah swimming all, all sorts of stuff we do yeah, yeah. yeah well, there's a lot going on <laughs> there is let's see if we can unpack some of those things so <laughs> so how long have you been operating here then when did you start so we opened in january 2018 and um, that was myself and one young man uh, called ollie um he came on a tuesday and that was how we opened and ollie's now with us five days a week and absolutely, you know, one of the young people that are caught uh, mm. everything we do. So, mm. um, so yeah, that's that was me and that was Ollie on a Tuesday. And now we have a team of 20 staff um, and we have 30 young people that we support across the week. So um, they're not in every day, it just depends no, on... No, exactly that. So some people might be in for five days, but right. other people might, be, might do two days. Right. Um, but they're all regular so that we get to know them really well. They get to know us really well and we can really build on um, whatever it is they're looking to to build on really and how did it come about then you know you obviously felt that there was something that needed to be done you otherwise you wouldn't start your own yeah uh, <laughs> arrangement like this no so how did that come about so um so i have a son jacob who is um 27 and um, he has learning difficulties, he has autism, he went through the special school system. And I also um, am a teacher by profession and did the majority of my teaching either in prison education or in special needs mm. um, schools or colleges. In the last few years before I started Fairview, I was actually working um, at, in senior leadership at um, Suffolk One, uh, which is an outstanding college. And in that time, I really started to see um, the lack of provision for people once they left the schools and colleges. There was also in 2014 a joint strategy between Ofsted and the Care Quality Commission, which really identified that Suffolk was really struggling in terms of supporting people with special educational needs. And it was just one of those moments. I was ready for a change in my career um, and everything kind of just came together. There was this, as I say, this report which kind of said we just all need to do better in Suffolk. We knew it, but to see it in black and white is very different. We need to do better. 
I was acutely aware as a parent that the, there were limited options for my own son. And as a professional, I was working with parents and finding it difficult to support them when their children left college because I wasn't really sure where I was signposting people to go. And everything came together and I just thought, you know what, we've got this beautiful place and we could do something here. I think I could do something here. You know, I've had to just make sure that I've got a really solid team of people who understand the ethos of Fairview, who understand the direction that we want to be going in, the direction that we're in, who really buy into that person-centred approach um, and that just recognise that, you know, we really have really high expectations for everybody that comes here, whether it's staff, whether it's young people. It doesn't matter. We we believe that, you know, we are effectively using taxpayers' money. And that's a big responsibility. Mm. And we need to make sure that our young people get absolutely the highest level and quality of provision and care and that that taxpayers' money is used you know really really well to make sure their needs aren't just met but that we remain aspirational that we want to challenge people that we want to develop people we want to be able to work with families um, and recognize that when you support a person with disabilities you're also supporting their entire extended family because you are and that's a really important part of you know grandparents that feel really happy and grateful that their grandchild is is an environment that they feel secure and happy and that they belong to so we really recognize that and we take that seriously and I've got a team of staff that get that entirely so that means whilst I am in the office behind a computer I'm confident that my vision is absolutely still being carried through in a way that actually I couldn't have done on my own because the skill sets that many of the staff have and that might be their qualities in terms of their patience they're calm they're measured it might be that they've got amazing creative skills or performing art skills or baking skills or and so collectively we are so much stronger and we can offer so much more than I can on my own and so being freed up to do that kind of administration um, is absolutely fine and um, and I feel very confident and very happy with that. When I've been in senior leadership roles in other organisations, you are a long way away from the front line. You become very detached from the front line and it's hard to recognise that your, you know, very long, stressful day is actually having a benefit on anybody. Whereas here, I mean, you've been here for half an hour and we've spoken to already nearly everybody that's here and we've seen nearly everybody that's here so that is my day whilst I am sat behind a laptop I'm also popping in there to pinch a bit of cake or I'm popping to help somebody in there or I'm I'm interacting all day and I can very much see and feel that I am still having a direct impact Mm. on you know the day of these young people and their families so for me it's the perfect role I can utilize all of my skills but I also feel very connected 
to the people that we support and the staff that support them in a way that, as I say, in other senior leadership roles, I've perhaps not been afforded be that luxury. Exactly. Away from the front line, yeah, as you say. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, one of the things that I felt very strongly about when I set the business up was to prove that you could provide a really high quality provision with the funds that were made available through adult social care funding mm. um, and we have done that in my opinion tenfold mm. um, we don't rely on grants or donations we have had I think three or four grants um, which have been uh, given over the five years that's all gone into capital so mm. that's all gone into new buildings and infrastructure we don't use any of that money to do payroll or anything like that um, and that's that's really important and it's really important that we have whatever we need to make sure the young people's day is of the quality that we want it to be so that means if we need to buy swimming costumes for people because they have you know not been able to bring in a swimming costume or we need to um you know, buy additional resources for an activity because we think that would be really great for one person, then that's what we do. We, we, I always like to say we don't let money get in the, in the way of having a good time. Um, but it, it is manageable, but you do have to be really, really on top of your finances. And um, that is something that, as, as ultimately the director, the person responsible, that is a big part of my job, is making sure that I do know where every penny's being spent um, because I want every penny to go back to the young people and to the staff. Mm. Um, so our ratio is we have one member of staff to four young people. That is a really good ratio, um, but it means that we can do those things that are a little bit more challenging because the young people have that level of support mm. to actually learn new skills and try new things. Um, and then quite a few of our young people have uh, complex needs and they would have one-to-one -one support. Um, and that's really important that they receive that one-to-one -one support mm. to ensure that they're their day can also be meaningful, aspirational, but also very safe, which yeah. is the most important yeah. thing. You can see from having had a look round that we've got purpose-built buildings uh, for our young people. Everything that the young people use has been put in with their needs in mind, built, you know, since we set the business up. We, not, we don't have anything here that's kind of um, make-do. Uh, because again that feeds into the quality part of the um, the ethos so um, at the end of the day this is our home this is where we live and we've really just kind of run out of space now um, we have grown so much bigger than I ever thought we would when I sort of first sat down and tried to project what this would look like um, and I have been saying we're full since about the end of the first year and then I just managed to pop another building in and then I pop another building in. But we are really now full. Um, and the staff always say they get a bit nervous when they see me wandering around with a tape measure. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, we're in, a, we're in such a good place now. We've got an amazing group of young people who 
in in reality most of them will stay with us mm. um for as long as they want to and mm. um, we've got a great really solid um team of staff um and you know that there's always that decision as as a as a business owner that you know you can't just keep getting bigger and maintain the quality um it's very difficult because i get i get calls from parents probably once a week and having to say no to people is really hard but i also know that to look at another venue which is the obvious kind of next step would be to have another venue somewhere but how can you maintain the quality how can you continue to drive your own personal ethos um how can you manage that effectively without something falling a bit short so so this is it this is it this is us um, and we're very happy with that um well that's been a fantastic introduction so i think we'll have a little look around with your very kind permission and thank you for the invitation absolutely so that we can just go and explore some of the things that are happening on the site yes great idea So we're just moved into uh, an interesting section. And what's in here, Maria? What what animals have we got here? And what do you know about them? We've got goats. We've got chickens, pigs, dogs. Oh, hello. <laughs> so which one's which goat is this? That's Gary, the is attention he, seeker. Is that well? He's just got my attention. Yeah, he loves <laughs> the attention. me where he is. <laughs> Don't no. And and who's this then? That's Thorn. This is Thorn. Thorn's a little smaller than Gary. Yeah. And uh, do you have a favourite? Um, they're all my favourite. Oh, that's good to know. You treat them all equally. Yeah. Very good. And what what do you what do you do when you're here with them? Do you have to feed them or? Yeah, we poop eggs, we collect the eggs, do their water, and check up on them, see if they're healthy. And what sort of things are you looking for to make sure they're healthy? Uh, with clear eyes. Oh, really? Yeah, but if their eyes are a bit foggy, it probably means they're, probably means they're not 100%. Right. So what? who are these two here? So we've got Gary uh, and Thorn. I cannot remember. <laughs> Do you know what, Maria? I'm not sure. One's Bilbo, isn't it? And then... What? Fro- is it Frodo? Yeah. Oh, Frodo and Bilbo. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings themes. Yes. Coming on here. Right. Well, they all look um, very content. They're all happy, aren't they? Yeah. They get a lot of attention, as you no can see. Oh, really? Yeah. It really doesn't like being touched then, so you keep Yeah, I tried from... to stroke her and he just walked off. <laughs> oh, well. But that's just goats. Yeah. So, will do goats genuinely eat anything? Is that, th- is that theory no, true? Not really. Or have you got really fussy goats, <laughs> have you? certain things they can't eat. Right. You have to be careful what you feed them then. Yeah, the, if there's like, for example, uh, leftover like courgettes and stuff, they, or lettuces, they, they eat, they'll eat it. And is there any food you know they definitely don't like that you've tried to um, feed them? Uh, remember there was like a weed, type of weed that oh. is poisonous to them. Oh really? That's a definite no no. No rhododendrons. Okay. Alright. Yeah, keep that well out of the way. Well, um yeah, I don't know whether that's Frodo or Bilbo that's approached me now, but I don't like the look of the 
Those holes. <laughs> they, look, they look dangerous to me. Oh, you see, you're all right with it, right? Very good. Hello. Oh, hello. no. All right. <laughs> Not so keen. Well done, Maria. That was Thanks, Maria. Fantastic. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Helena. Yeah. Right, we'll wander across the, uh, and then we'll the go paddock the you referred to this, is that right? Yeah. Paddock. Good Hel morning, Helena. Good morning, miss. What are you doing this morning? What are we doing? Poe picking. Lovely. Good work. And do they always leave their trace here in this particular spot? You've got very well trained. Well, they're just very clean. <laughs> the, the pigs are very clean. They, they don't mess in their own styes or houses. So, right. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're very intelligent. Yeah. And obviously they know that they're going to go to the toilet and they go as far away from their houses as they can. Far away from the And then they leave it for us to clean. So I think yeah, they've got it pretty much organised. And does this get reused elsewhere? Is that... Wouldn't it be all right? Nice compost heap. It goes heap. into there, into the compost heap, and then it goes over. Well, eventually, um, probably November time, we'll start we, using it over into, uh, over into the garden. Right. Into the polytunnel. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Right. We do have a bit of a surplus, but uh, we do our best <laughs> with it. Well done. Yeah. Right, thanks, Helena. See you later. Thanks, Helena. Bye. See you later, mate. <laughs> Well done, Helen. Well, good that was stuff. a nice segue. We'll take you into the polytunnel now, Very good. where you can let's... see the benefits of the uh, the poo. Let's <laughs> let's see where it gets used. Very good. Well, this is a different location. What's going on in here, Alex? What's what are you doing? Is that an apple bread? We're making um, apple muffins, aren't we, Alex? Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm, good. That sounds very good. So, how many apples have you got to be peeling? today. You're going to be all day peeling those, Alex? Or? Yeah. <laughs> How many apples have you got, Alex? Two. Well done. Very good. What else have you got on your table? Oh, yeah. What's in here? Do you remember what's in here? Cinnamon. Cinnamon and... What's the white? Sugar. Sauce. There's apple sauce in here. We did. We put a cup of that in there, didn't we? Um... <laughs> And then in here, you put your gluten-free flour, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Mm. Oh, well, that recipe looks amazing. Hope it'll taste as good as I'm it sure does. it will. What do you reckon, Alex? Good. Yeah, do you think it'll be tasty? Yeah. Very good. Oh, good job that, Alex. Thank nice, you. Nice thing for the beginning of October, apple muffins, oh, isn't yeah, it? It's definitely. perfect autumn food. So this is great, like yeah. kitchen facility. So we cook lunch every day for everybody right. that wants it, which yeah. is most people. Yeah. And this room we use as well um, for our catering. So people learning about food hygiene and developing the correct ways of cutting things. They can work on their functional skills through weighing, measuring, all sorts of things. So this this is a purpose-built kitchen, really, obviously, Fantastic. as you can see, for, for that. Yeah. So lots of action in here. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Nice to see meet you. See you later. Thank you. Uh, I'm Colin. Nice to meet you. We're just uh, finding out about what goes on here. 
How did you do? How do you do too? Sorry, I haven't got enough hands. I do apologise. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what? Tell me a bit about what you're doing today. Uh, uh, yep, a shed. Yeah. Yep. So it looks like Ollie's cleaning out the shed by the looks oh, of all the wellies yeah. and everything. Oh, I was going to say yep. that's a lot of wellies. They're not all yours, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Very Ollie's good. really good at daily tasks, aren't you? Really yeah. good. It looks like you've been given the job of cleaning all this mat up, doesn't yeah. it? So, so yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, you will get them on my feet. I've got clean shoes on today. Brilliant. Thank you, Ollie. Oh, we'll thanks, go Ollie. Good to meet you. We'll leave you rest. with your broom and all your hard work. Thank yeah. you very much. Good to meet you. Thank you. So we're going to have a look inside the shed now. Yeah, oh, it looks better already. Oh, Ollie. you're doing a grand job. Goodness, yeah. Right, we'll go and see if we can find. Um... Right, is Rachel over at the polytunnel then? Um, no. so it must be nice on days like today when everything can be open, but it, weather's not always like this, is it? So... No, and that is that's what you're. It, you know, we have got a lot of space here, but you have to always bear in mind it could be pouring with rain. Absolutely. So, as you see, you're now on our all-purpose terrain Fabulous. sports court. Brilliant. We do lots of sports. We do yoga and we do sensory yoga, and we actually Ipswich Town Football Club comes in once a week Brilliant. to run a sports session with us as well. So you love that. Don't, oh, you love the yoga. You're very good at the yoga, aren't you? Actually? Well, he's pulling some yoga poses. Well, which is yeah, great. Great. Um, so this is one of our base rooms. All of our base rooms have got um, bathrooms in. Um, and this is the room where one of the groups will start the day, have their breaks, have their lunch. And then at the end of the day, we all come back together again to do a sharing and a wind down and... Um, so how many yeah. would be in the one the let's say today how many would be so in, in this room we would have about six young people and probably two members of staff in here yeah um, and that would be the same for most of the rooms yeah, um, yeah. so um, it's just we call them their base rooms and mm. that's just the place that they come back to and yeah. start off in and um, as you can see, everybody has a visual timetable, which is really helpful for them. Some people have one with symbols because that works mm -hmm. for them. And other people choose to write their own daily plan on there. Yeah. The young people all have a choice of activities. So uh, the, own, the rule is you have to do something. Everyone here is an adult, so no one has to do anything they don't want to do, but everybody has to do something. So that's why having a choice of activities is really good, because mm. it means people are taking ownership and responsibility for, for what their day looks like. Mm. Um, and then that when they've made those choices, they'll come in and they'll fill their boards so they've got a visual plan to go to go back to and refer to for Excellent. the rest of the day. Yeah, so, brilliant. yeah, we all need a to-do list. We don't do we? basically. <laughs> yeah. So you can see we've got some guys over here, and they're pegging out the washing for the day. So this is what we call our indoor daily tasks. So they hang out the washing, they sort the washing from yesterday, redistribute the towels and dishcloths and aprons into the appropriate rooms. And um, again, just really helps with those um, those independent skills. Mm. So this is our newest building. This is a bit special. This is Elm and Birch. And this building only went in this year. Right. So this is um, really exciting. So we're yeah. going to go into Elm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. 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 So Hello. Amy and Lainey. Hello. 
And what are you doing this morning, Lainey? Matching Asda. <laughs> You're matching the Asda symbol. Lady, what have we just put in the oven? It's going to go on top when it's all cooked, isn't it? Oh. Now we've got to do the washing up. Which isn't the most fun bit, but Lenny's brilliant at that. So have we missed you doing all the cooking? You did, We're yeah. We're timed out We're wrong. We're now just putting things away. My apologies. Sorry, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is Elm. This is our new building that went in this year and it, it means as you can see it's set out like a kind of flat Ooh. so um a fit for purpose kitchen area dining area and then soft seating area and this building has got two bathrooms in which is great because there's always a queue for the toilet um <laughs> uh, so yeah it's just it's fantastic um, and obviously we've got a dishwasher which is much appreciate yeah, 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 absolutely. And then in here, so this is um, this is then Birch, which again is another base room. So we've got a young person in here uh, working on a project. Lewis, this is Colin, and he's just come Colin to look Lewis. and have a look at what everybody's doing. So what are you doing this morning? Doing the book. And what is it you do with your book? Can you explain? No. Do you want me to explain? Do you want Bex to explain? Yeah, you can. So, we're coming to the end of his scrapbook. Oh, so, different projects come in. You have different magazines, don't you? And we cut them out and stick them in. Fantastic. <laughs> so, we've had loads of different things that you've, oh, brought in, you've enjoyed. Lots of sharks on there. There's lots about animals, Doctor animals. Who, and what else have you got? Lego, and dinosaurs. Very good. <laughs> good mixture. So we also offer an out and about provision and some community support. So, for example, um, this weekend, can you remember where you went on Saturday with Al? The zoo. Yeah, the zoo. So on Saturday, Lewis had some community support, so went to the zoo with one of our staff. And that's a really nice way to be able to provide respite. Brilliant. Lovely. Thanks, Lewis. Thank you. And then we can go full circle. We will. Thank That's you very much. That's referred to as the management suite. <laughs> it's very grand, but quite highly appropriate. Yes, it. yes, of course. So, um, yeah, but we do need to pop through and see if we can find uh, Rachel. So this is a new addition. This is our polytunnel, which went in earlier in the year and our big market garden area. And um, two of the staff, Rachel and Becca, have heading, headed this up and it's just been amazing Fantastic. because you can see, I mean, wow. they're clearing out now, but morning. Hi. Hi, Hi, everyone. What have we just planted, Nick? Some onions. Spring onions. Spring onions. Cool. They're at the end here. Right. Very good. These three guys are quite chatty, so if you wanted um, any info, any yeah. of the deep, dark secrets from <laughs> yeah. Fairview, these, Absolutely. Are your, these, are your, these are your men. Sure. So, Nick, so, why don't you come forward and then you can Yeah, you can just speak near them. the microphone, that'd be brilliant. That's it. Come, on, come round here and then you can... Adam, did you want to say anything? Oh, that's OK. You, well, you might <laughs> chip in in a minute. Yeah, so. just, if they say anything wrong, Adam, you put them right, OK? Yeah, so that'd be good. It. So, um, yeah, tell me, what, what are you doing right now, then? We're... Moving the tomato plants from there to here. Right. 
Is that just because it's the time of the year when they finish and you're not going to get any more tomatoes? No. So time to clear them out. But you've just been planting something else? Yeah, spring onions. Spring onions. Nice. Very good. And what other things have you grown here? Can you recall anything else that's come up during tomatoes. this summer? Tomatoes. Tomatoes, tomatoes yeah. yep. Yep. You all tomato fans? Do you all oh, like yeah. tomatoes? I'm not. No. <laughs> but you, you make them for other people, though, don't you? You plant them for other people, so that's OK. Very good. What other things have you got? Overjeans we've got. Lovely. Peppers we've got. <laughs> You're just needing a bit of a reminder here. outside? Oh, yes, what's going outside? outside? Yeah, that's true. Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. What, what's been on those poles? Any idea about They're the green beans. Yeah. Right, yeah. So you had some of those up here as well. We've got one young lady that oh, yeah. joins us that likes to feed the animals, so she grabs everything she can vegetable-wise and get, throws it to the goats. We have to we... save it. <laughs> You've got to have something to eat yourself, haven't you? This is a really good example of how we really do believe in person-centred care. We have one person that we support who really needs additional space uh, where they can kind of be on their own and have that time out. So we actually built this room for them. Um, and I think it's just, it is important to, to recognise that we do really try and meet people's individual needs. Um, and that individual now comes to us four days a week and we believe it's a real success story. So we are able to, to do that and we've done it. So mm. it's, it's really good. Mm. So. Is that something increasingly that is clear that for many people, they maybe particularly if there's sensory issues at play yeah. that they do just need a place where they can calm and yeah I think as I say, we, we've been looking a lot at sensory processing disorders and the challenges that lots of us have with mm. sensory input and it's a it's a really new area in the UK we're quite behind other countries in terms of um the the science behind it the knowledge the training the how we should all be considering sensory um experiences for everybody i mean lots of the big supermarkets now are looking at you know i think they kind of label it autism wednesday or something mm, where they turn mm. but it's such a big thing for so many people and especially in this field of work i, I do believe that you know, we've set up an organisation to support people with disabilities and it's really important that we recognise that and therefore try and accommodate people's disabilities and support them with their disabilities rather than just expecting that one size fits all um, because the whole point that people come here is because they can't integrate fully into employment and wider society so if that is the baseline of our understanding then surely we have to be looking at everyone individually and mm -hmm. saying well what do they need what don't they need what is helpful for them what's unhelpful for them and yeah the, the more you research and look at sensory 
information that is available to us, the more you realise how important this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some people, it is absolutely essential. Um, and if you don't have that basic level of a knowledge, empathy and understanding, um, you know, you're really setting that person up to fail. So it's really important to us that whilst we definitely do not know everything and we do not have all the answers, we at least try to do what we can to meet people's needs in a really person-centred way. Thank you so much for just showing us around, Georgina. You're welcome. Um, And meeting some of your young people too. And I realised as soon as we put a microphone in front of a few of them. Yes. (laughs) They just went quiet, (laughs) all the chatty ones. Uh, But no, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, As you said, you're really limited in what more you can do. Yeah. But to me, this just feels as though you're delivering to individuals exactly the support they need. Thank you. We, We think we are. We think we've got a really special thing going here um but what i would say is that there's there's really lots of opportunities for people if they may be considering setting something up um because actually we want there to be lots of choice for our adults who have disabilities we want them to have a whole suite of provisions that they can actively choose from so that what what you know what one thing might meet one person's needs another they might have we we don't want it to simply be a care provision the you know care providers really need to and and those that are already operating do you know be able to meet a whole wide range of interests not just care needs so one person might have a real passion for gardening but another person might have a real passion for art or and so we want there to be more variety more choice a greater marketplace for people so if if people are thinking about setting up a day provision or some form of support for people with adults with disabilities i would definitely say there is opportunity um there there is a need there is a demand the higher quality we have is only a good thing for everybody um and just coming up with that what can I do what can I offer really well and it might be really small and it might be really niche but actually that might really meet the needs of two or three or four people and that will be the most fulfilling thing you've ever done so if if people are listening to this thinking well i'm really good at that and i'm really passionate about that and i believe i could share that skill set and i'd love to work with people um who have additional needs in some capacity then start exploring what that looks like go to go to meet people like myself who run um day provisions and ask questions and be nosy and um you know just do your market research don't be limited because you think well i I can't do this and i can't do that there were so many things that i couldn't do when i set fairview up and we have google you know we have google you can put yourself on a training course for anything nowadays so don't be put off if you've got a passion if you want more for suffolk and for the people that live in suffolk 
regardless of what their need is, then just explore it, start looking at it, be confident that you are good at what you're good at and the rest you can learn and you will be amazed what you can achieve when you're directly supporting people who give you that instant feedback of oh my goodness this is amazing um, so nobody should be put off and everybody should be setting up something in the back garden however small the back garden is um, so that you know people in Suffolk with disabilities have you know, the most fulfilled, amazing, aspirational lives as the rest of us, because that should just be normal. We shouldn't even need to have a conversation about that. Yeah, well, that is fascinating. And again, just as we sit here now, hearing the noise coming from all the different buildings. <laughs> it's nearly lunchtime yeah, as well, yeah, isn't it? Package, aren't they? Uh, but um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, they only went quiet when I got anywhere near yeah. <laughs> so, But it just shows that they are doing exactly as you're saying. They, they, they're having fulfilled demonstrating that they are useful and helpful yeah. and providing a service yeah. to you um, as much as anybody else because they're keeping the place clean they're yeah. you know they are participating in everyday life so wonderful stuff yeah. really good thank you so much thank you for coming for your time it's thank been brilliant you. to see it low talking there with Georgina Hanser, the founder of Fairview Farm at Akenham. And if you do want to find out more about what they offer, go to their website, fairviewfarm.org. Now, a reminder from me, as always, for you to subscribe to our podcasts, because we do talk to some fabulous people, all with inspiring stories to tell. You can find out more on our website, suffolkmoney.co.uk. And we're also on social media, including Facebook. My thanks, as always, to the production team. That's Joy Day and Sally and Kevin Birch. And my thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, from me, Leslie Dolphin, bye. <laughs>